Happy Monday and welcome to Reading the Bible is Easy-ish. I am Hogan Brock. He is Harrison Litzel. Harrison, attentive watchers will notice that we are wearing the same clothes as we were last time we recorded, and that is because we are recording ahead of time. Uh, I am currently uh, at this moment uh, in, where am I? Montreal, I think. I'm not sure. You're talking about when this episode is when released. this episode is released not, you're right you know where you are i know where i, your I, home. I, I yeah. am not yeah i'm not that confused but when this episode comes out i will be rachel is saying it's not montreal but i can't understand what she's saying because i'm wearing headphones so anyway not that that matters uh this is the last episode that will come out before christmas is here uh so i thought it might be fun if we shared just some christmas traditions that we had with our families uh weird or wacky or anything like that. I can go first while you think about it. Uh, so my, uh, my family, my, like my parents, my brother and sister and I, uh, growing up, we always on Christmas Eve went to Waffle House, uh, which is a miserable experience. Like Waffle House is, is great and I'm, I'm quite a big fan, but uh, it's a very popular place on Christmas Eve. They're open uh, and I think, I don't know, maybe a lot of people go to Waffle House on Christmas Eve. So we do that, we watch a movie, we open a present uh, and then we go to bed. Uh, it's pretty miserable when five people get an all-star special at Waffle House, uh, all on one table. Um, yeah, so those, those are, uh, that's a Christmas tradition for me. Anything for you? Yeah, Christmas for me, we alternated between going to my dad's parents' house and my mom's parents' house. Um, and so Christmas was always a little bit chaotic um, mm. because it was always, no matter where we were, it was filled with cousins and grandparents and all that kinds of stuff. And so um, Christmas is, uh, a lot of people around. Um, but I think that that meant, I mean, that's just what Christmas has always been to me is, is people around and, and kind of going with the flow, whatever that looks like. Um, with my mom's side of the family, we did Christmas breakfast and I have a lot of cousins on that side. And so stockings and gifts and all that kind of stuff, um, was all done very quickly early in the morning. Um, and then the rest of the day was just kind of hanging out, playing with each other's toys. And sometimes we'd go see a movie or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but Christmas always has meant a lot of driving around, uh, going to see different family okay. um, around Florida, uh, where me and most of my family live, um, lived. I don't live there anymore. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's always been something I enjoyed um, and something that um, is a little bit different these past couple of years for uh, obvious reasons. But um, yeah, here we are. Yeah. How is, uh, this is a big question, but I'm curious, how has Christmas changed for you at all since uh, you became a dad? Yeah. So at this point, you know, so my older daughter has had two Christmases, <laughs> but um, she's still young enough to where she doesn't really know what's going on. You know, she's kind of at that age last year, especially where it was like, she had a good time playing with the wrapping paper and maybe a box or two. Mm. Um, but last Christmas is also when we announced to my family that we were expecting another baby. Um, and so that was, that was fun, but it's, it's a, it's a little bit different. Just, um, I think one of the things that people talk about with parenting is that, um, you never again get to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Um, because mm. what you have to do is, you know, dependent on what's going on with your kids and things like that. So it's, it's definitely different, but I think we are just now, my older daughters too, I think we're just now getting to the point where she knows what's happening. She knows anytime she sees a Santa right now, she says, ho, ho, ho. And so I think she's kind of starting to get excited about uh, what Christmas is. So I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to this year. Yeah, that's exciting. And with that, we're going to go ahead and do the Christmas story this week. That is both from the lectionary, but also just appropriate for what we're doing. So we are in Luke chapter two, and it'll be verses one through 20. So starting in verse one. 
In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all, all the world should be registered. This was the first registration was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver the child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about his this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Harrison, last week we talked about uh, how it's difficult to separate a text that we've read so many times from the story we know uh, and, and how we know it's going to end. Uh, I wonder if that's the same uh, for this text for you. I feel like it has to be. Yeah, I think so. Like in this, it's interesting reading this in NRSV, which is the version mm -hmm. that you were reading it from, because there are certain phrases that are the same from the KJV, uh, which is the version that I feel like I know the story uh, from more. I feel like that's the version that it's read from at Christmas pageants and in movies and all that kind of stuff. Um, so the first time that that kind of clicked with me um, I don't remember where it was now, but there's just a few times where I was like, oh, I, that phrase is the exact same. Um, and it just made, oh, it was uh, the shepherds watch over their flock by night. Like, I, that's not how I say that phrase. And so when I heard it, it just kind of reminded me of all the times I've heard this story before. Um, and just thinking about it in that way. And so I, again, just like last week, I talked about kind of going back and forth between my skepticism and just kind of enjoying the story. I feel like this time I was going back and forth between hearing the story and hearing what's here in the text and remembering all the times I've heard the story before and all the different places I've read the story and heard the story talked about and the different phases of my own faith journey and the ways that I interacted with the story. And um, I think there were previous stages of my life where I was much more interested in, in kind of poking holes and the way we understand this and the way that we interact with the story. And now I think I am kind of back to a place of just enjoying it um, and, and hearing what it has to say and doing my best to uh, live into uh, the story and the excitement of what's happening here. Yeah, we've talked about before this part of the reason that that scripture or or um, 
any kind of Christian tradition is important is because it, it's that it's tradition, right? It's carried and had meaning for a long time. Uh, and I feel like we can never quite grasp like the full scope of that, right? Like it goes generations beyond what we can expect in the different cultures. But I, I felt very similar to you, like as I was reading, uh, having memories of uh, different places I'd heard the text, different people who'd read it to me, um, different places I'd been in my life, those sorts of things. And it reminded me of one of the reasons this text carries meaning is not just because of, of what it actually says, but because of who has said it to me um, and, and who I've related uh, to in that. I did find myself as I was reading, the times when I stumbled was because I was I was going off that kind of muscle memory from the KJV version, and I would hit a line, and I was like, mm, that's not what that's supposed to say. Um, I wonder if there were any lines to you that that struck you a, a, a new way or that stood out for some reason that you, you hadn't held on to before. Yeah, I think I think what I kind of grabbed the hold of was uh, the angel's message to the shepherds. Um, mm. The you know, do not be afraid. I'm bringing you good noise, good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, and then a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. That kind of triple naming. Um, it, I imagined kind of this this idea of either by saying a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. There, that's either fulfilling some kind of formula of by saying all three of these names, the angel is is clicking into something that the shepherds are familiar with or i also imagine the shepherd saying like a savior and the shepherds just kind of be like and then saying the messiah and the shepherds being like oh yeah. and then saying the lord and they're like oh the lord because later it says yeah. that they uh they, they praised the lord for what they had heard mm -hmm. um and so i just kind of imagine that kind of two different ways of viewing that conversation between the, the angels and the shepherds either one with confidence or one with like trying to explain exactly what the message is yeah yeah. See, I was thinking about a little differently, thinking about the way that whoever wrote this kind of formulated it all. Like there are these different pieces that are like dropped in there to clearly kind of paint this picture and, and fill in some details. So there's, you know, stating who is emperor at the time, right, which that gets debated, but whatever. Uh, I did also laugh at the only reason I know how to say Corinius, and I'm not even sure I'm saying it right, is because of the Christmas story. But there's the, these different pieces, the three kind of designators for who the baby is, as you said, uh, the city of David is something that is significant. The one that I really held on to it, 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 why is this there is in 219, but Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. After 219, we don't really hear from Mary very much anymore. And so I, it makes me wonder, like, what is, why is that there? Why did it get left in? Um, I don't know. And I don't think there's an answer to that question. Uh, but that was the line to me that I was like, huh, like, that's, that's a detail that I, I'm not sure why it's there. Others I can kind of put in their place, but this one, I'm not so sure. Yeah, it does. I never really, until you mentioned that, we don't really hear from Mary as much anymore. Um, but it does kind of sound like her sign off, you know, if this was a stage play, like she kind of slowly moves off stage right as those words are said and it's understood that like and now she's moving into the background mm. um and i think that that's something we see in a few different places in the gospels of this kind of mention that like yes there are women around here and they were there but they were kind of in the background in the shadows of this part or the other or they've moved off the stage you know for the for the other players here and, and it's interesting that there this is kind of that point where that happens here in, in the gospel of luke yeah yeah it's really interesting to me so 
this episode is airing on the 20th. So you've got five days till Christmas and I'm sure you have nothing else going on. If you're going to spend some time with this uh, verse, actually, let me ask a different question. I ask that question every week. If you were going to, I know that your oldest daughter is maybe too young to really care too much about this, but if you're going to read this story to her, what parts would you, uh, would you emphasize? What would you kind of hope for that experience? Yeah. So even if you were going to ask your other question, this is, this is what I was going to say, um, because I Look was that. thinking about that, <laughs> that she is more interested in storytelling now. Um, she's, she's gotten to the point when we tell stories or we watch movies or things like that, she's noticing, especially the emotions of the characters. Um, mm. And so I think that that's something that I would key into because she, she notices that and kind of engages there. Um, and so I, I do think the, the thing that I would focus on is the good news, um, you know, good news to all the people. Um, and she is also very aware because she has a little sister who's just four months old. She's very aware of babies and of moms and, and you know, that kind of relationship, what that is. Mm. Um, and so I think that that's, those are kind of the two places where I feel like her mind and her imagination could grab onto this idea that this baby is here and that that's good news. Um, cause she likes her baby sister. Um, but that it's good news for more than just this little family, you know, and, and what that means. Mm. That's really wonderful. I'll probably read this text again several times between between now and Christmas or hear it a few times. Uh, and I don't know. I, I want to, uh, I don't know. I hope, I hope there continue to be things in it that surprise me. Uh, and that's, that's about all I can ask of, uh, of this text right now. So if you've made it this far, we are grateful that you have listened and we hope that uh, if you have enjoyed the episode that you will like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. And if you think that there is someone in your life who would enjoy this as well, uh, they're probably related to us. So go ahead and send them the link and, uh, and hope that they listen to it. Uh, again, thank you for listening. And until next week, keep trying to read the Bible.